Hello everyone, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside, as ever, Steve the American Killjoy. It wasn't you that last week, it was Jevon this week. It's a funny story, so like, I, I guess we're just switching what we were doing in the previous week. Like, You blamed me for missing this because I was watching Norwalk, but I just forgot. <laughs> so he's, he's obviously watching Robot Ruckus, right? There you go. That's the thing. That's the thing that's happening this week, and that invite Ant Oli event, which people should go watch. But I mean, this is this isn't going to help because this is recorded on the day. So no, it's not. <laughs> well, we have got uh, adequate cover this week, and unlike yes. last week, uh, we've been joined by Ryan from the Spinnerproof Podcast. Hello, Ryan. Hi, I'm the adequate cover. <laughs> We well, are very adequate. Adequate is one of the better descriptions I've had in the podcast <laughs> intro. I will take that. Yep. How have you been finding the season, Ryan? Uh, it's been a ride, yeah. It's it's an interesting experience watching it at about half five in the morning. Still adjusting to that. But, oh boy, we've got plenty to talk about. We definitely do this week. And we have a very, very appropriate guest, I feel, for this week's antics. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hi, everyone. Victor Soto here from... Uh... Team Revolution with Rotator. Oh boy! <laughs> you've got well, yeah, you've got, you've got the T-shirt on. It's looking looking very smart, and sure, I'm sure there'll be some links to, to merch in the description as well. Um, Victor, we have quite a lot to talk about this week, which we'll get to a little bit later on. But first, I actually want to talk about the robot itself. Um, you had a fair bit of success last year. I think it's fair to say you know you beat Tombstone, which is no mean feat. Right. What, where do you go from that? You know, you look at Rotator and, you know, you think, okay, we've got, we've got a, an option for pretty much any opponent, but it seems like you've gone another step and you've now got something for everyone else. What, what's, what's the secret? Well, it's, it's interesting. Last year we had some success and we kind of had highs and lows. You, you know, we had the Tombstone fight and then right after that we got the, the beatdown by Death Roll. <laughs> yes. So it was... Uh, um, it's just such a variety of robots in, in BattleBots. Um, your armor for a horizontal won't work for a vertical spinner and vice versa. And then same thing with grapplers and hammer bots. So it's hard to adjust for all the robots. And uh, that's something that I'm, I'm learning the hard way. Little <laughs> by little, very slowly, too slowly. I mean, you say you're getting there slowly. I mean, you know, you had that, you know, it's fair to say the start wasn't ideal with Rotate. You know, you had that loss against Witch Doctor in 2016. Right. He came back and really set the world alight. I mean, there was, you know, you had, you had a, a very good run in 2018. You beat Ice Wave emphatically. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's getting to the point now where you, you kind of start looking at Rotator. I mean, they made a toy. That's how you know you're yeah. doing well. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... Right over there on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's something where we had a rough start in 2016. Uh, it was single elimination right from the beginning. And what a lot of people don't know is our fight with Witch Doctor was actually the very first scheduled fight of the entire event. Oh, wow. We got knocked out right away. Oh, no. Kind of lingered for two weeks, just twiddling our thumbs. We just had to replace the tire and we were ready to go. And Ugh. we didn't get a wild card. But um, at the very end, uh, my, I had to leave early. Uh, but my team that remained there told me that it was even after the championship match already. We were finally allowed to go fight in a rumble against Splatter and Disco Inferno. Mm-hmm. So we finally were able to learn a bit improve a little bit what rotator is capable of yeah, I yeah see that I was the I, yeah. I, was saying, I remember you, i seem to think you won that didn't you if i remember correctly yeah we, we we won the rumble and it was it was funny because there was a, there was a lot of technical 
glitches, of course, being the first year and it was a backup driver driving with a, a receiver from a, or a transmitter from a different team because a receiver had died. Jeez. So drive with a, with a <laughs> Just Frankenstein's robot. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you see a lot of spinning because it's rotator is very easy to oversteer with a double disc design and yeah, I'm sure. it's very hard to go in a straight line. So on top of it being a two wheel drive, which are hard enough to drive to begin with. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I kind of made it really hard for myself. When <laughs> well, things did improve. Obviously, you know, you've had a couple of seasons now of fairly solid success. You know, did you come into 20? Well, obviously 2020 got delayed. Right. Did you kind of come into this competition thinking there was a good chance you may end up at the sharp end of the, of the field, because obviously they mentioned in the show, your aim was top eight. Mm-hmm. Did, did you foresee that happening? Was, was that a, a conscious thing going in thinking, okay, I'd be disappointed with less than this? Or was it a kind of thinking, look at the opposition when you get there and see what, what the, where, where the land lie? No, so I, I would say that regardless of the competition, just because every year, um, like I said, kind of slowly, we do slightly better and better each year. We, we never had really like a big jump. We got to top eight, I believe it was, in 2018. And that's when we were uh, knocked out by Fight Force. Mm-hmm. Then last year, we couldn't. We didn't make it into the top 16. It was like sort of a soft 32, the round with Blacksmith. Yeah. And from 18 to 19, it was a, a new design. So we had some teething problems there. And now it's the same robot as last year with just improvements from what we learned from last year. And so I expected to, to get better and better. It's, it's a big commitment to do battle lots with a 250-pound limit. It's, it's a lot of material, a lot of work, a lot of time, tons of logistics. So you kind of have to make sure it pays off going year after year. So I definitely want to improve every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the episode itself. Episode three of BattleBots. If you haven't watched it already, now is the time to click off because we have got a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> Um, things start off with Copperhead and Gigabyte. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This, this fight set a precedent for the rest of the episode. Like we're going to have to meet that somehow. Yeah. That was explosive. There's no other way to put it. I didn't expect that from Copperhead. Like they, they did a decent job last year. It's, you know, with a new machine, they knocked on the door of the top 16, obviously ended up fighting in, in the, um, as you mentioned, uh, Victor, the, the like soft, soft 32. 32. Right. Yeah, and obviously lost to Son of Wachi in spectacular style. Um, and then to see them do this to Gigabyte, like <laughs> decapitating it the way it did was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's tough to see a robot lose twice the same way. <laughs> I know. <But laughs> Copperhead, when you see that thing in person, it's, it's a beast. It's, it's thick. That weapon is solid. It's never going... Uh, to get damaged and it's it's been the best and i'm still trying to watch this i've watched this fight a few times in slow-mo to see exactly where this bar breaks on gigabyte and it, it like it just it just snaps it must hit the screw or hit the side of the box because it happens so quickly and then after that that's i mean it's really just a matter of time before they get flipped over that was the assumption not eviscerated i mean it was just so spectacular. I mean, Copperhead's got so much energy in that spinner, and it's just completely and 100% impressive. Uh, one thing I want to note is that Robert, in his video that he posted on his YouTube channel, they said that at one point they were going to weld this piece to the front to connect the forks together, 
I wonder if it stayed that way the rest of the tournament because I remember him saying in that video that once they welded that, that was a permanent decision. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see Copperhead going forward. I mean, it's it, it clearly had the muscle to make the top 16 last year, and it just hop skipped and jumped out of the arena unluckily last year in that fight. Uh, shoot, who did it fight? Uh, was it Wayachi? Yeah, it was Wayachi. Uh, so I, I, I really think I, we, I, I would be very surprised to see it not make the top 32 now. If not, I mean, the fact that the field has expanded this time, it, it would be a huge surprise for them to not at least be knocking on the door of that top 32 or 16. Uh, so I'm really excited to see who they fight next. I feel like this was a good fight for a, a vertical or a drum. It seems like verticals and drums do well against shell spinners because there's more to catch uh, on those robots. But so uh, we'll, we'll see in the future how how successful they are. Uh, this fight was so short. There's not much to say. There's not. Uh, so. I will say one thing though. I do think Gigabyte were fairly lucky, and I say this like I, I know you know getting your top knocked off your robot. It's not exactly the ideal. But when I remember when they fought Tombstone a couple of years ago now they mentioned then if Tombstone had connected with the actual robots underneath the shell, <laughs> that would have been a tournament over. And the, you, you see the way that the robot flies out of the, mm-hmm. of the shell. Copperhead very nearly hits it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it was pretty scary. I really do think that this is going to be, a, at least looking at this fight, it looked like it was going to be a, a little bit more than just putting the shell back on, but... We'll we'll see if we don't uh, if we don't see Gigabyte for a couple episodes. We'll see if we get any intel from Jenny or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. But for what it's worth, they had a huge amount of damage from Witch Doctor last time to the shell that I think has far more of an impact on their ability to continue than this would. Yeah, they have at least only taken one hit to that critical part, and you would hope that whatever they've got, sort of keeping the shell on is a part they've even got spares of or can fabricate on site. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely have spares. And, and the Gigabyte guys posted a, a, like a summary on Facebook, and it, it actually shows a part that, that failed and why that failed and things like that. And I'm just surprised that it's still an aluminum shaft. I'm, I'm paranoid, and I try to over-design things. And <laughs> like Me that. too. <laughs> Which is why I only have three designs and I don't have more. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in they, the, what, five years I've done this. They, they, you see that robot ricocheting across the arena. I'm surprised, man, that aluminum shaft is working until, until something catastrophic happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was quite the spectacular hit. And, you know, credit to Copperhead for not giving them a second to breathe, really. They, as soon as they, you know, sniffed blood, they were ruthless. And I think maybe something that they've obviously realized last season they didn't really capitalize when they had the upper hand like fights against scorpius where they had them you know causing damage to them i think this year they've kind of obviously they've dialed it in as well it's it's the second year of this design so maybe good things to come for copperhead we'll have to wait and see fight two sub-zero and jackpots ah this this was the beginning of this episode kind of going into a little bit of a uh I don't want to say a limbo where you had bots that kind of got into the <laughs> arena and then all of a sudden curtains, they just stopped working. <laughs> it was a big shame because Sub-Zero had clearly had the fight by the scruff of the neck. They were pushing Jackpot around. Jackpot was struggling with traction early on. and I think even when Sub-Zero was cancelled out, they were still struggling to get out of that corner. Ah, oh, Sub-Zero, man. It, it, it was, it's such a shame because as, as I just said, they, were, they had the fight in their control it was looking really good but jackpot 
kept working and that's sometimes how it goes <laughs> yeah and going back to to facebook uh they did post a i think they posted or someone posted a uh, a, a summary of what had happened they had been using these uh i, I i'm pretty sure it's Waiachi power switches uh and they were old power switches that they had in the old in, in the robot in the previous season uh and i guess from the 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 constant use of these switches they slowly get looser and looser or they get over tightened and then the, the connection is loose uh, on both the drive and the weapon system so we only saw one flip out of sub-zero uh, and it wasn't a very strong one. It almost like it didn't off gas after that flip happened. Uh, so th they were going in with issues that they had not foreseen. Uh, and they fixed this after this fight. But during the fight, there's nothing you can do. The bot's in the arena. Uh, and that's a real shame because they had this fight in hand. Jackpot was having driving issues. Uh, there's a lot of power in that jackpot spinner. Uh, th the fact that this robot was only built in a month is a testament to design. Uh, yeah. The fact that it even made the arena is incredible. Uh, so in, in any case, uh, and I've just been delivered coffee. Thank you. Um, <laughs> in, any, <laughs> in any case, uh, it's, it, it is a testament to the design quality, uh, well, quantity. Because uh, I, I, I know he was on a previous team. Uh, I think the, he was on the, the Malice team, wasn't he? Yes, and split off near toward the end to just build another robot and bring it to the event, which is wonderful. Uh, but yeah, Jackpot has a lot, uh, a lot going for it, but it definitely has those teething issues of of new robots. I'm sh I'm sure. So, yeah, I don't think there's much more to add to that. I mean, it's. I, I suppose you could say in Jackpot's case, the gamble paid off, didn't it? Because they, they, they I know that's you know side worthy, but like, trust me, I think. You're filling in for what Anderson's going to miss for this year. I know. That's what you're doing. I, I just you got to make so up much. for it. I just miss him so much. But, but, but <laughs> I know. the way that Jackpot, you know, they, they couldn't do any more. They, they just, they did their fight. You know, Sub-Zero had this, you know, clearly the superior drive power and, you know, it was a bit more dialed in. I imagine Jackpot throughout the season is going to improve. It's just, you know, it has those new robot niggles, which, which everyone has, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. not, you can't, you very rarely get a machine that turns up out of the box and just works and, and wins. It's not really a thing. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate for the season that by the looks of it, maybe, maybe I'm completely off piece here, but it seems as though pretty much every fight that got recorded is getting aired. In previous seasons, it seems like a lot of this stuff Could has at least been like able to get hidden in basement tapes, but now... Or like highlights. We're getting all previously. of it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Victor. Yeah, there's, a, there's a ton of content this year, and uh, some robots. Uh, obviously, their first years are going to have problems. So earlier episodes are going to you're going to see a lot of that. But don't sleep on any of these robots. They, they definitely improve. These builders keep tweaking during the event and put on better shows. It's, it's going to get better. Yeah. Let's say if there's right. any environment in which you are going to fix these issues, it's the pit somewhere like BattleBots. If you're a new team, whoever you are, there is so much expertise around you. There's nowhere better to get a robot sorted out. Oh, right. And, and everyone's yeah. so eager to help. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone, the community's fantastic over there. And I always say the first match is basically your real test run of the robot because there's no way you can test it in similar to that environment outside of the arena. So your first fight, it's kind of like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> Hope for the best. And then after that, it's just scramble if you have to, but... Hopefully you don't. Absolutely. So, 
again, moving on to an, another short fight, but what a, what a moment this was for, uh, <laughs> for fight three. We have Gemini against Uppercuts. Wow. I mean, yeah. we got that kind of little you know, segment beforehand explaining why Uppercuts one-tooth design, effective one-tooth spinner design mm. is, is done because it has, you know, it's because you get more of a bias and, you know, you can hit things less often, but you get more connection behind it because you can get closer in, in theory. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that, but in theory, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in full effect. As Gemini, I know Gemini's, you know, 50% the weight of a normal heavyweight combat robot, but that thing flew. <laughs> that's a half-court shot right there. It was a, it, that's huge. It was incredible. And they, and they got toasted as well. Like, of all places for it to land, just just so in between the gap between the wall and the and the uh, little panel on the inside of the arena. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> just watch. I, I got to keep watching. I have it down here on my phone so I can keep, like, in, in tune with what's going on. That, that first hit is just incredible. It's, it, I mean, you could do ballistic calculations on that. And it's just, just incredible. Just an incredible, incredible hit. The thing I like uh, the most about this fight is actually the the, uh, the captain of Gemini's face. You can see it in the background as the two drivers are there. He's, he's just there, like his mouth is just on the floor, like, ah, this has yeah. not gone well. Here's, here's an interesting point. And they, I, I, know, that, I know that they, uh, they talked about it uh, in the first episode when they brought uh, Axe Backwards out. And they said, well, how, 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 for how long do you bring the same design back to BattleBots and expect different results? Uh, so this might be start to be asked about Gemini. Gemini's been there since what ABC two. Yeah, uh, I mean, they brought back and made improvements. I was surprised they didn't go with the big heavy one this time because I know they can go in with just one robot with armor panels and all these things, but they chose to go with the two middleweights basically into the arena. Uh, so I was kind of curious as to why they did that. I know we had a a group. We we have a like a group that watches this all together live. Um, and we were at least I would I was concerned that they were going in with basically two really light robots against something that can really dish out all this energy that we just saw in that previous segment. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, it was almost foregone conclusion that we knew how this how this fight was going to go. We knew that Uppercut had so much going for it, and it it really had a good season last year, honestly. And it wasn't necessarily a bot that uh, we really expected early on to do as well as it did uh, last year, but they have clearly gone back to the drawing board and improved it and they were ready in March. Uh, so yeah, they were. The, the fact that we finally get to see it and Alex has got a really great team around him, obviously. So I, I, I wish the best for them for the future, but hopefully they get a fight that lasts longer than 20 seconds. Their average fight length is still pretty good by all accounts. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've had a lot of arena time out of those robots. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll say, Victor, you've obviously seen Uppercut for the last couple of seasons. How, like, where do you think it's improved the most? Is it just in terms of, like, you know, the fact that they've just looked at the team and they've kind of got they've gone away and they've they've worked on the problems methodically, or is it just a, a case of more power? Yeah, I think they've been constantly tweaking the robots, and from what I understand, the the weapon spins up faster this year and. With the spinners like that, reliability is key. And I've seen uppercut hit something and it just starts bouncing around the arena, almost pulling like a death roll. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still going. It, it did, they did really well. And I think, I think a lot of people have kind of slept on uppercut because, yes, they made the top 16 last year, but they were in at 16 
pretty fortunate to get in, you know, some would say they obviously yeah. got that win right at the end against Scorpius, which kind of took him into that conversation last time. I, I feel like a lot of people, not, not they've not disrespected it because it's, you know, it's, it's clearly a good machine. It's just that I don't think people kind of think of it as this kind of destroyer of worlds, which clearly it has the capability to be, you know, yes. it's, it's got quite a lot about it. And I think that last year it surprised us. I think by all means it could surprise us again. It's, it's, it's got a lot of potential that machine. Um, with Gemini, uh, I, it, I struggle because yeah. we did, they didn't really get a chance, did they? <laughs> no. And, and that, that, that's the thing with bringing in multiple robots. I mean, multibots can be awesome and they can be really effective. But it, it just, and it's nothing against the team that, that like, the, the robot is awesome. And, and the fact that even getting anything in the arena to begin with is amazing. And the fact that they've come back every year is awesome. But there gets to be a point where, I mean, yes, you want to go and fight, but everybody wants to win. Uh, so what's the, what's the formula now for getting a winning design for that team? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I think they did mention as well they are trying new drivers this year. Obviously, last series it was um, it was Ben from Team Panic, wasn't it? But yeah, uh, he was there a little bit. <laughs> but um, this year they've had to go with new drivers because obviously Ben is Australian and travel restrictions and what have you. We'll see. Gemini may yet come good. It's it's a long a long season and they mm-hmm. faced a very good uppercut early on. Yeah. Very tough first first fight for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking okay. of tough, tough first fights. I, I tried tough. to extend that last segment because I know we're just, this one's going to be... This is going to be a long one. I'm sure everyone in the comments is waiting for us now. Victor, your fight with Beta. Let's, let's break it down, yeah. smash it into the ground because there's been a lot of talk, as I'm sure you've seen online. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, so, talk, let's talk, talk us yeah. through it. Talk us through it from you your have, perspective. You have the floor. Okay. Um, one thing that I'll mention... I'll, obviously being spoiler free but this a little background information this is actually our third fight oh this was beta's third fight and rotator's third fight and they decided to air it first <laughs> how would they do that <laughs> beta was actually scheduled to be our first fight but since they were quarantined in california uh they weren't allowed to get into the pits until a tuesday tuesday the the week the competition started mm-hmm. and they had scheduled us to fight that Tuesday evening. Huge and testament I, to those teams that actually had to wait it out. That's right. incredible. Yeah, that would stress me out having to wait. Yeah. While everyone else is already starting the fight. Yeah. And, uh, and t- come Tuesday, Team Beta arrives and they still have to uncrate the robot, pass safety, set up all their tools. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to happen. Um, because to keep it short without saying too much, we, we ended up switching fights and Beta had two other fights. We had, we had two fights and then this ended up being our third fight. And we were told, uh, we're probably going to air this like the first one. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's, that's weird, but okay. Um, so Beta and Rotator have had a little bit of experience already. And there have been some other matches going on, like Kraken, uh, Black Dragon had already happened. There's some other fights that happened. And uh, basically, I was going to treat this like a rematch of Blacksmith last year. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn from that fight. That fight... Um, I approached, I did double disc configuration and I approached with the top disc and my strategy just ended up working out awfully like fantastic, which is, uh, partly due to luck because there's a lot of luck that goes in the arena that people aren't aware of. You, you can try to design and strategize as much as you want, but you kind of have to hope that lady looks in your side a little bit. One of the first hits we disabled blacksmith chain and they weren't able to activate their hammer, but then 
maybe like the halfway point of the match, we actually uh, lost uh, transmission on one of the wheels. So we weren't able to drive. They were able to dominate us, and uh, we lost the judges' decision. Mm-hmm. So I made some tweaks on rotator, improved the, the drivetrain. Same, same components, but I had to uh, improve some of the linkages between uh, motor and gearbox. And so I said, well, let's do the same strategy. Let's not do double disc, though, because from my understanding, I hadn't – I don't have too much experience with beta. I saw them in 2016. They were actually our pit neighbors in 2016. Right. But after that, um, I really don't know too much about beta. And I've heard so much about it. And I've, I've seen the videos and how, much, how they're so much more powerful. I said, okay, well, this year our double disc design isn't as effective as in previous years because uh, I've made them out of solid AR500. Because okay. we, we had issues where the teeth were breaking off of our aluminum discs. So make, making it out of steel, obviously making improvements on the robot to make it more durable. We had less weight for discs. So now when we go to fight with a double disc, it's each disc is about, I think a little less than 25 pounds. So it's not, Mm. not ideal, not ideal energy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's, it's maybe like this diameter, but it's got all these big holes in it. So I'm thinking, well, you know, they could snipe us through the holes. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to be prepared for, for beta because we've been talking about it for two matches already. Right, yeah. It, this is supposed to be your first fight, and now yeah. you have to – it's like in the back of your head, like, is it ever going to happen? I'm like, <laughs> if you're constantly planning for something, that just may or may not happen. Right, and, uh, and early on, so we, we, had, we had created this armor um, just for Hammerbots. So it was actually half-inch rubber on top of our eighth-inch titanium panel, and then a half-inch AR500 on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that was only the portion that wasn't uh, covered by the disc. So it's a very small portion of cover. And then I decided to remove the wheel guards. I said, well, wheel guards aren't going to help us for Hammerbots. So let's save it some weight savings right there. And I did want it to be a little more slippery because wheel guards could get caught on the edges of the arena, on other robots. Cool, like the wedge. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, so, so I decided, okay, it's going to be a little bit defensive, but let's go with the top disc and let's go with the extra armor on, on the exposed portion. And in my mind, I, I was, I was, I'm all about strategy. So <laughs> before, yeah. before the well, as, as we've seen, you've, you've, you've <laughs> so many setups, you know, in, yeah. over the last couple yeah. of seasons, this is like, you know, at this point, rotator, it can look completely different from it's a, it's a Swiss army bot with at this the point. same weapon going every single time. Right. It's yeah. always going to be horizontal. I'm kind of committed yep. to that. Yeah. Uh, but I want to be versatile in terms of protecting the robot mm-hmm. um, and being able to counter the strategies of the other teams. So, I wasn't making it easy for John and Gabriel. I said, well, let's go with the top disc. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to hit our disc if they ever fire the hammer. Right. And this is similar to the, the fight with, with Bloodsport, with, with Scorpios. That's the, right. that, that's the parallel where you want to be and able to protect the top. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same tactic. And it's, it's a good tactic. You have to get through three-quarter inches of AR-500 spinning at mm-hmm. 250 miles an hour. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is going to be a good fight. And I knew, I knew the plow they were bringing. And I said, okay, that's going to be tough. I'm going to bring the forks. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to try to get underneath them. They're going to, you know, control bots are all about getting underneath you. So I redesigned the forks from last year. Let's see, let's see how it works and, uh, get into the match and, uh, everybody, everyone's seen the match. I'm sure by now. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah. History now. Comments now <laughs> on the internet. I mean, yeah. uh, I will say one thing, the, the wedgelets at the back, they worked tremendously because you got under them every single time they, they kind of got to, to the rear of you, but it was sort of. They, they sort of worked. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they worked really well once where I was able to get completely underneath Beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was almost unexpected for me because it wasn't <laughs> happening in the match. So when they yeah. didn't jump on top of me, I reacted too late because uh, 
part of the strategy is if I can get underneath them and I do that spin move with the top disc, I could get the bottom edges of their plow. Or if they even drive fast enough, they'll just kind of ramp up my wedgelets and yeah. land right on the top disc. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the strategy, but I could never really get completely underneath them the way yep. I wanted to. Some more tweaks I have to make to the design. But they did protect me from getting uh, pushed on from the back. So it's going to be rare. If you, if you look at that fight, it's rare that Beta actually approached me from the back and was able to get underneath Rotator. Right, Every yeah. Time, yeah. yeah. Every I'm watching time, it back now, and any time that he tries to get you from the rear, it just, it just fails. Yeah, only from the disc side. Right, exactly. So, and, and that's what I wanted. I want, you know, if, if they get on the wheel side, because I don't have the wheel guards, I'm not going to encounter anything. I can easily spin, get the blade right facing towards them. Mm -hmm. um, every time there's an encounter, my blade is pointing right at them. And one of the miscalculations I had was that um, the, the standoff on the front or the bottom of the front of rotator is a little bit too tall and I don't have enough reach. Mm -hmm. So the hinge for beta is right here. You see the disc like right there, just not quite like enough. Not quite enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. They've clearly learned their lessons from 2016 when they got shredded. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know there's a lot of crazy gyroscopic forces that occur with the spinners. So my, my whole plan was let's just dive up and I'm going to go crazy with the wheels and the blade's just going to do something like this. And one of those, it's got to come down, dip down and just hit the exposed portion of beta because they have no armor on top. It's just exposed mm -hmm. air tank components. In true right? John Reed fashion, just protect <laughs> the horizontal and you know, nobody will hit me over the head, over the top. Right. So, so. Well, the whole strategy was just dive into them, keep the blade facing them, and try to get over and around them um, or underneath them. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it was tough. Uh, the robot's very quick, and John was an excellent driver. I believe John's the one driving the drivetrain. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw another team yeah. of controllers also. Maybe that was for, for Hammer. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's, it was one of the most hectic driving matches because I was trying to remain squarely away from the walls towards the center of the arena, but also facing them. Yes. And uh, the, uh, the match went on, it felt like forever. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine being in that position that it just, yeah. it never, like this never ending feeling of like, you're constantly, you're, you're, you're constantly trying to, through this whole fight, you're constantly just, I mean, forgive, forgive me if I'm wrong. The whole time, it seems like you're just trying to get around it and right. you keep ending up on his wedge. And right. there's, there's, there's no way to, because obviously, again, in, in true John Reed design fashion, let's armor the front and not the top or the rear. You know what I mean? Where the rear has like this, this, uh, this tail. The growth. Very, <laughs> yes, the growth. It's, it's, it's more of a growth than terahertz head. Yeah. Uh, so in any case, yeah. So it's the, the whole fight, you're just trying to get around him. And he is trying to flip you over because I know he doesn't want to fire this hammer. That's the big talking point, obviously. He does not want to fire this hammer. And he's trying to get you, probably trying to get you over so that he, once you're over, he can wail on you. Because yeah. there's no, there's no, uh, there's no fear anymore. But right. and that's and that's all part of the strategy. It's make it very hard for him to fire that hammer, mm -hmm. and do the best possible to keep the the weapon spinning. That was one of the things I was really proud of. Like you mentioned, it was our third fight. Yeah. So by that point, uh, I, I had a, like a good groove going on with my weapons driver, Carl. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a third person to operate hammers at that point. We were pretty lean this year in terms mm -hmm. of the team, mm -hmm. but. We were constantly communicating, okay, uh, uh, we're seeing we're getting a poaching, we're pushing to the wall, it's like, weapon off, weapon off. Okay, as soon as there's a little bit of breathing room, weapon on, weapon on. And 
he, he did a fantastic job just keeping that weapon alive the whole time and just uh, preventing Beta from getting any openings. And, that, and that's what I was going for also because in my mind, it's, you know, you, you need to use your weapon to, to have some aggression to, to be able to basically put up a fight. Yeah. I'm thinking like this is, this is going my way, this is going excellent. And then at the end, I, I knew it was going to happen at some point because we were getting so close every time we were getting over them or very close to getting around them. I knew it was going to happen at some point. And, and one of those uh, pushes against the wall, uh, we had like one wheel on the ground, the other wheels on the air. And I spin that left wheel just right to <laughs> get cleave, that cleave through it, facing them, and and we were able to clip off the uh, the hammer and slice off a bit of I guess the growth in the back, quarter inch away from that wheel. Yeah, back. it was it was so close. I think I think yeah. some of the shots in the pits they actually before the fight you could already see that gash and it was so close to that wheel. Yeah, uh, right. What might have been? Right, and. Uh, and at that point, I'm thinking, man, that's iconic. Just, you know, Beta is known for their hammer. Removing the hammer, that's like the Scorpio's fight, right? you know, cutting off the tail of the Scorpion. That's, that's huge. So I was all excited in the, in the driver's pit. And uh, the match, the rest of it was kind of the same as the beginning. Um, and the match ended. My, Carl and I were thinking, man, that was awesome. Like, that went, that went great. We, we received no damage. Everything's fully functional. The weapon, we were just happy that the weapon kept running the whole time. Slamming into the walls. Nothing broke down. And we were able to rip off the hammer off of Beta, and they weren't able able to hammer us at all. So in our minds, we we're like, "This is probably as good as it could have gone." With mm -hmm. such a driver that John is, he did an amazing yeah. job. Well, uh, I mean, so before we get into the actual decision topic, because yeah, I'm sure please. that there'll be a lot to talk about about that as well. Uh, yes. I have to say, I I thought it was a phenomenal fight. I think both yeah. of you drove so well. Um, John obviously is known for his driving over here. He's you know he's piloted terahertz to many competition wins and Robot Wars finals. <laughs> obviously, you know he, he took Tombstone to three minutes with without a weapon as well. Obviously, you've done the same thing. You beat Tombstone in that case. It was clear that you know it was two very good machines at the top of their game, and it was it was a joy to watch. So first of all, thank you for the entertainment. It was great. <laughs> great, great to hear. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, Let's talk about the decision. Oh, Ryan, no. Ryan, Ryan, you've been very quiet. I want to come to you first. So. Okay, yeah, and then we'll, we'll go down the list here. Yeah, uh, so what, what do we think, Ryan? In any other competition, in any other show, I am 100% behind, behind this going to beta. The way that BattleBots has set itself up with the history of decisions we have, I still can't really see how this went the way it did. I've seen the cards, they don't make sense to me. I've seen what a lot of fans think, and that makes even less sense to me. <laughs> well, that was your first mistake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the key thing for me. Everyone seems to be saying, Beta had all the aggression, Beta had all the control. And I think that's doing the driving of Rotator a massive disservice. A, a bit. Yeah. Aggression is kind of a hard thing to display with a spin eyes, I suppose, because you haven't got a deployable weapon. With something right. like a hammer or a lifter, you can tell someone's being aggressive because they're using that weapon or not, as the case may be. With a spinner, I guess it is hard to do things that are visibly aggression, but it seemed to me, correct me if I'm wrong, 
that you were kind of using the old Ray Billings manoeuvre of trying to back in and trying to bring the weapon around the side, which is, if that is what you were doing, an obviously aggressive act and also great control to do so. The fact you haven't hit anything sensitive is more to do with the build of the opponent than it is what you're doing. Right. So even if something isn't successful and effective, I still think you deserve credit for that. Right, right. Um, and, and that's exactly right. Uh, that's the whole point of the wedgelets. It's, it's part of what makes Rotator unique because I hadn't seen it before. Uh, let's have a horizontal spinner with the wedgelets in the back and especially with the top plate, if I can get underneath beta, stop them in their tracks and do that spin. First of all, it gives me time to spin up, engaging with the forks. And as soon as it stops them or gets underneath them, I can spin and I know I'm not gonna damage anything if I hit the flat part of the wedge or of the plow, but if I can get the bottom edge and I could curl it in or curl it out, uh, it could high center them. It could maybe even rip it off because the way it's designed, it's designed to take compressive loads from the outside in, mm. from the inside out. So depending on the direction of my spin, I could do a lot more damage than, than expected if I just hit the bottom seam or the bottom edge of it. Um, so uh, it, yeah, it's all, it's all part of the strategy and it's all, um, well, one of the things that uh, doesn't get mentioned a lot uh, is that uh, spinners, uh, they're, I love spinners, but uh, they're hard to make. Couldn't tell. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you make a spinner, you have to make sure it's reliable. and. Yeah. Part of the advantage that we have this season now is that we have a pretty fast spin-up time, so we don't have to spend a lot of time running away to spin up. Um, I don't think any of the engagements with the forks lasted maybe longer than a second or two. Just to, and, and what's difficult to see from the video is that every time we engage with the forks, we're full speed reverse, but we're not getting any traction, so we're just spinning our wheels, so we can't push beta around. Huh. Maybe that's due to the, the magnets they have on the bottom or something, but couldn't, couldn't push them. Like, okay, don't push, so then just stay there a second and then do the spin move and see if we can catch them. Um, but, it, but it's difficult. They have a, they have a very well-designed robot, with, which is quick, and <laughs> we, we don't get too much traction with the two-wheel designs. It's interesting. Okay, so I, I have a, a copy of the judge's guide for 2020 here next to me, and... I'm going through and trying to figure out how, if I were a judge, how I would have judged it. Um, it's oh, interesting to go thing. through. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to go through some of this Q and A, where they go through aggression is very interesting too. Um, so one of the questions is: Is does pushing a bot? Uh, what is it? Should, should avoiding contact with an opponent count as against aggression unnecessarily? Uh, it's if a bot continues to avoid his opponent when the weapon's ready, it, it should count against aggression. Um, one what, one big thing is boldness is the risk taking of an attack. If a, if a bot attacking with a weapon which could be damaged, or is they just or or are they just simply hitting the other bot with an armored wedge, that is this fight. So uh, it, like it, I I don't I don't see how because let me start from the, let me start fully from the beginning talking through damage you got all five points. There's no way that Beta got a yeah. single point from that. There's, they, they didn't use their weapon, maybe bashing you into the wall. The but, only other uh, thing I've, like, I've seen people on, online trying to like, exp explain the other way because I, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you. I think, you know, Rotator must score five points here just because yeah. they didn't so use their that. weapon. Yep. But did they use a pulverizer? And does that count? I, I can't remember. 
No hammers in that match. There were no hammers in that match at all. Uh, well, there, were even, there were even less after, after the fight. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> this, this fight, you could watch this whole fight. A lot of the same thing happens. You go up to rota Rotator, goes up to Beta, and Beta goes underneath them and either slams them into the wall or just pushes them around the arena, and then you reset, and then it happens again. Or sometimes they go behind you, and it happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know how... BattleBots does this, but it's there should be a negative if you if you are able to use your weapon in a fight at all, just fire it once. Even if he misses, he could have fired it once, just to show that it was working. Isn't isn't there a a negative for not using your weapon in a fight? I know I know they went and did a, a clip toward the end. I'm not talking about the one that you guys you and Will had your, oh. your conversation on TV. <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a second, but there was a a thing where they interviewed the judges in the little mini ad break toward the end where they kind of explained, uh, or I think Lisa brought it up where it, maybe in the future there could be a, a penalty a, for it, a, a penalty for not using a weapon. But since I brought it up, did, did the production team sniff that out or did you guys do that? What was the, what, the what was the, what was the background behind the debate? Oh, on the pits? Yes. Well, what happens is uh, during the event, there's camera crews just roaming the pit to see if they can catch any and B-roll, basically any background footage, things that they use for color between fights. And so there's maybe five, six camera crews roaming around. And what had happened was that um, I, was, I, was, I was pretty disappointed because by that point, it's not as early in the tournament as the show makes it out to seem. There had been quite a few other, in my opinion, bad calls. and. So there's been there was by that point a lot of frustration going in the between the builders because you're you're going to see it in future fights uh, some things just went the way they shouldn't have and this one was just the latest of those so then by that point I don't know if you noticed in the uh, in the interview with Chris and Kenny I mentioned you know them not firing their their weapon mm -hmm. and everyone in the uh, opera boxes all the other builders started cheering me because yeah. they all agreed yeah. and. In the pits, they have these TVs almost every other pit station along the, the edges of the, of the area so that builders can see what's going on in real time. But the feed cuts off at the very end of the match before it goes into the judge's decision. So people see the match, and then as soon as people, Ooh. most of the time we drive back to our corner, interesting. everything <laughs> just blacks out. So I have the whole post-fight interview uh, next to the stage. I roll the robot back into the pit. And as I'm going back into my pit table, every pit is congratulating me for the win. Oh, no. <laughs> every, oh my God. Every team is like, hey, congrats, good job. And I'm, and I'm looking at them, and there were cameras following me, and they're like, mm, no, no, we didn't win, we didn't win. And, and a few of them started pushing. It's like, wait, what do you mean you didn't win? What happened? We saw that fight. Like, you, you know, you decapitated the hammer. They weren't able to land any hits. You got no damage. Like, how, how, like how that happened. And that's how the conversation started in the pits. So then I was talking with uh, some of the guys from Hypershock. Will wasn't there at the time because uh, <laughs> I learned later Will actually went and started talking to the judges yeah. to understand, like, what Didn't was your story? He very happy, did he? Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I want to say. I, I swear they had a camera just bead on him continuously. <laughs> like, you know, like if, if anybody watches American sports here, uh, football, if you ever watch the Dallas Cowboys, there is, somebody, is someone's job to like zoom in and always have a camera on owner Jerry Jones just in case something <laughs> happens. That's their job. I'm half tempted. That would be a to great production her. decision. <laughs> I am half tempted because yeah, no, normally what I do is whoever the, the, um, the featured guest on the podcast is, I normally have a picture of their robot's fight uh, as the thumbnail. 
Uh, I'm, I'm half tempted this week just to have a picture of Will Bale's face. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> it was just perfect. Uh, he, he's just such an expressive guy. Like, yeah. You can read everything that's going on by looking at his face. So I guess they caught on to that. If I get, get back to the decision, if, if I may. So from, sure. for my, my two cents, Go ahead. I think the... If you watch the fight, I believe the outcome of the fight is correct. I, I believe Beta was... I'm sure you'll agree, Victor. Like at this point, Beta was the one that was in control of the fight. They had your number for most of the fight. Yes, they didn't score any hits, but you weren't really able to get a good grab of them either. It was it was very much 50-50. Well, that's that's where I guess where the argument arises because yeah. if, you, if you read the rules and you follow the rules, yes, I should have gone five points for damage. I, yes. Yeah, I agree. You, you I, I have it. Points. I have it here. Yeah, <laughs> You can get three points to beta. That's fine. Uh, I know rotator isn't a control box yet. <laughs> yeah, but See, aggression couldn't have been three points to beta. Yeah, that's correct. That's, yeah, that's where the argument is, the is is how you divvy up aggression because the other two categories go full to. But you get five for damage, and he gets three for control. There's no argument there. Right. It's aggression where where the where the argument begins. Where what do you consider aggression? Isn't like wasn't wasn't the whole deal? And I'm going to bring this up again. This is one of my favorite fights to bring up. Uh, is Saw Blaze and Razorback season two ABC, uh, where what do we define aggression? We do we define aggression as uh, taking the fight to your opponent, or do we take it as using your primary weapon to cause aggression or damage, or is that more damage? Uh, like it's yeah, that's, it's it's tricky yeah. because control. I mean, aggression. The way it's defined, it could either be linked with control or it could it be linked with a, uh, damage. So yeah. it's almost like you're getting it's an in between. Like you're getting a multiplier if you do damage that you're yeah. aggressive. Yep. So it's it's kind of hard to define the rules. Yeah. I've read them a while back, but yeah, it's it's not completely clear. But what is clear is that if you don't use your weapon, you can't get all yeah. the aggression. Cor correct. And, my, and the my, judges got that correct. But what they didn't get correct is, and this is part of what baffled me, is that they said that uh, after my my talk with the pits is that. Uh, they said, oh, our damage to beta was unintentional, so they didn't give us all the points. But then yeah, they gave I, points to everyone. It was the only damage in the fight. Right. So they gave three, <laughs> three damage points to beta because they thought that my damage was unintentional. But yeah. So, uh, again, and so you can I, even see that as a, lack, as a loss of control for beta, technically, because they right. lost yeah. – I, I don't know. Maybe right. I'm my, starting to split hairs. Like my, my, my thing was I think that – Beta won the fight, but by the judging criteria, Rotator won the fight. If that makes sense, it, mm. it, it doesn't. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the rules for BattleBots are different from other exactly other, other shows, events, and yeah. that's what people still don't understand. And it's something that's been ingrained from the very beginning. I mean, look, if you look was, back at Sawblaze and Razorback, all those right. years ago, you know, you, you see Sawblaze dominate the fight, but because Razorback used their weapon and, and cut the wedge up, they won. Right, it's the same and, kind of thing. It's, it's risky to awkward. refer to that, though, yeah. because yeah, of the course. rules do seem to have changed. A, the wording of the aggression rules in particular has changed a lot yeah. since then. Yes. Every, on, every, year, every year it changes, and that's yeah. part of the frustration with the builders is that every year it changes. Yeah. This and is one thing uh, that's interesting about I, – I, I, I own a lightweight robot, uh, and the, the team, when we talked with them when I was younger, one of the things that they did talk about was that they were frustrated with how often the rules would change, and they, it, they couldn't keep up with it. Uh, right. And then and, and at, the, at the beginning of the session, of the filming session, they'll explain the rules, but then yes. it sounds, and, it, and obviously uh, the judging isn't consistent with the rules for that year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's almost like maybe the judges forget and they're like, oh, it's 2018, let's judge by those rules. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a three one. points for damage and yeah. everything else outweighs it. 
Yeah. But I remember in 2016, which was our first year there, we producers all sat us down in the bleachers and they said, we don't want wedges and battle bots. We don't want push bots. We want weapons. We want active weapons. We want sparks. We want carnage. And you'll see even from the matchups, they'll do some really, and it's, it's brutal, but they'll put some mean matches because they'll know one robot's going to get completely obliterated. Yeah. But <laughs> one thing about it being on TV. That's part of the discrepancy that, uh, or not discrepancy, part of the, the challenge that some of the villagers had when, we, when this started was we're treating it as a competition, but everyone else is treating it like a show. So in the spirit of BattleBots, we know, and, it's, and builders know, like they want action, they want damage, they want you to use your weapon, they don't want push bots. So that's why I was so surprised that Beta was awarded the win because yeah. in BattleBots is different. It's, it's, it's a lot more brutal. You, you, even if you're gonna sacrifice your weapon, you have to use it because uh, that's that's what they want, and that's right. what gives you more points. It, it, I mean, it's it's history at this point, um, yeah. and I mean, you've had some time to think about it. Uh, so, I mean, it, I, I, this is one of those things where we have to to wait for a uh, I don't know BattleBots to make a, a response of some kind. I know they kind of already sort of did with releasing the judging cards, and there's been this discussion on online, but. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they fully respond uh, in the upcoming year, uh, because I mean it's it, it's a contention point. Sure, um, should should a robot be penalized for not using the weapon if they are able to? Yeah, it, like the discussion we had in the pits, which was interesting because that was the very beginning of the discussion. By the end of the discussion, we had about 10, 15 teams. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's a revolution! <laughs> it got a lot bigger, um, and. But I think a lot of the discussion from that from that pit uh, rant or whatever you want to call it yeah. had a lot of spoilers, so they couldn't they couldn't air all of that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of other matches where we yeah, all believe the judges got it wrong, and so they cut to to a very short portion <laughs> of it for good reason. Um, but by that point, people were kind of frustrated because even with the new ruling, we felt like the judging was inconsistent. And yeah. You'll probably see it later on also. And yeah. uh, they were prepared for that because you see the segments where they're editing it, explanations and things like that. And yeah. and it's like, you know, well, let's either clarify the rules or... or make I was, was going to say, I, th I think the biggest complaint from most people, I, th I think it's just the consistency. Had Like if I'd have watched BattleBots last week and I'd seen Kraken 1 against Black Dragon, for example, and then yes. I, I tune in this week and I see Beta beat Rotator. I'm like, okay, do you know what? I understand that because last week the same thing happened. Yes, there was more obvious damage in that fight with Kraken's tooth fly off, but I, I still feel mm. Kraken was the one that was in control of the fight and had the fight won. Mm. We kind of mentioned it as well a little bit last week when Hydra had beaten Witch Doctor despite getting smashed up at the front and yeah. Hydra was struggling to move around a little bit towards the end. I felt like that was kind of a surprise considering the decision earlier. This is, mm. again, another example of it being slightly confused. I don't think... I, I, I believe that the decision was wrong in terms of the judging aspect of the show, but like, maybe that's just my bias to other judging criteria and other shows doing it differently. I think in this case, Rotator should have won given the rules that were set out prior to filming, but... I feel like we've exhausted this an awful lot, and I think it's, right, yeah. We well, we knew. Look, here's the thing: I, I, this was all planned because the previous fights were stupidly short, and this made up for it. So. It really did. It really did. And I, regardless of the result, I think it's fair to say that we all we've all got a big enjoyment, and it's created a massive talking point, which is great for BattleBots. Yep. You know, it's great, great for to the see. show. 
absolutely. And oh, sure. is it? Is it? <laughs> oh, no, no, Ryan, don't break my heart. It feels like, right, they devoted a lot of time in this episode. And I realise uh, this isn't necessarily a decision from BattleBots themselves. Obviously, there's a lot of other people with their fingers in this pie. They devoted a lot of time to talking about this decision, but no time to actually explaining the decision. And that really bothers me. There was no attempt to talk to the judges and go, so why did you score it that way? Which I think could potentially have cooled down a lot of the argument. And I just worry that they don't want to cool down arguments. I think there is a view that controversy (laughs) is a talking point and talking is good. We love reality TV, don't we? There is another point of um, no... um, Bad publicity, sorry, no publicity is bad publicity and bad publicity is still publicity. Good. It's it's right. a, it's such a, a grey area. I, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong, I think it's, for me, it's, it's, it's created a massive talking point and I think this is going to rumble on for many, many a year. Like, this will get looked back on, I think, in a few years' time as like, oh, wow, do you remember that fight when yeah. Rotator was robbed or when Beta was lucky or what have you? It's a great talking point. And I think we could we could go on, but I I am conscious of the fact we've gone I think at least twenty minutes talking about this this one. This one <laughs> well, fight. I think we saw this. We foresaw we this happening. So, we absolutely so. did, and yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should just get the hex bugs and fight them out. Yes, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Steve's going to do it. All right. In the meantime, <laughs> there we go. We, <laughs> we can't see it on the camera because I'm not putting the camera in, but. <laughs> Well, I might, I might put that bit in. How about that? Okay, good. <laughs> um, Either way, it's great, Foley. You respect it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about the next fight, which was another a, a really good fight as well between Tantrum and Valkyrie. Tantrum was kind of, I don't want to say flattered to deceive over the last few years because it's, it's always been a solid brick of a machine which has got damaged potential. We've seen it in China fighting under a boxing champion, I think it's called, or something like that. I think so, yes. And it's... It, it did fairly well over there. It never really quite got the chance to in BattleBots. Um, Valkyrie, of course, over the last couple of years has come on leaps and bounds and really is starting to, you know, become quite a scary and fearsome machine. Again, they, 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 obviously, they made mention of the previous fight, you know, Tantrum. I don't know why they said that they weren't using their weapon when you clearly saw sparks flying off Valkyrie's, you know, weaponry at some point. But okay. They're going to miss stuff. Yeah, of course. It, <laughs> the fight to happen, it's, it's a fast you know, fast-paced fight, Tantrum's moving around very quickly and was really giving it to Valkyrie. Yes. Which surprised me, like, how well it was just functioning and it just stopped. <laughs> and that was it. It's such a shame, because uh, I, I, I was very, very impressed by Tantrum. And I'm hoping, Ryan, that means uh, someone can claim the bingo swear. That, uh, and by someone, I mean me. We'll uh, talk about that later privately, oh, I think. Oh, okay. I, I, I wouldn't want to comment publicly on bingo squares that I can't remember the rules behind. Uh, yeah. Tantrum worked, I believe, was the the, the premise behind the square. Mm. We'll get back to it. Another fight. Yeah, mm. Victor's confused. Um, we have we have eight of <laughs> eight groups of us that are all playing bingo with things that happen in BattleBots, uh, and it's 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 some there's contention sometimes with whether or not things are worded correctly in the squares. <laughs> so that's always a fun talking point. Let's talk about the fight itself. Um, yeah, <laughs> Valkyrie doing some huge damage on top of Tantrum. Um, I, I actually do wonder, Victor, if you could tell us, like, do you know what was wrong with Tantrum in this fight? What, what happened? Yeah, I've, I've talked to Aaron, and I heard uh, in the pits also that um, I believe Tantrum also has magnets underneath, and 
I'm sure Aaron will do a much better job explaining. I uh, hope I don't get it wrong. But uh, what I understood is that um, Tantrum's working way better this year. They're dominating the fight. And then there are portions where they're basically giving Valkyrie a ride. And I think one of their batteries just went south. I don't know if it was that it wasn't fully charged or maybe they over overestimated how much power the drivetrain needed for the magnets or maybe they just had a faulty cell. But one of the batteries just went south and took all the other cells with it and basically batteries just died. Oh, Jeez. which is probably one of the most frustrating ways to go. It's, it's such a shame because as, as, as I said, I, I felt like they were the ones controlling the fight. They had Valkyrie, Valkyrie's weapon stopped. They were just yeah. in control. It just, that's such a gutting way to lose because, you know, with only three fights this year, instead of having the, the four like you had in, in previous, you know, it's a bit of a more of a mountain to climb when you have one win, you know, mm-hmm. you know a, a plus one record, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was painful. They were doing so well. Yeah. Similar to, similar to Sub-Zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Th- this episode had a couple of those where robots go into the arena and the main event is no exception. Um, where you yeah. have robots that go into the arena and then they're doing halfway decently and then all of a sudden pitter-patter done. <laughs> yeah. So, robots I, are hard. I, yeah. yeah, robots are hard. Robots are hard. Um, yeah, That's Brian. a much more polite version of the term than I usually hear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, anything to add, Ryan, or was that pretty much covered up? We, we were joking about the bingo there. I was really impressed by Tantrum in this fight. Yeah. I was one of, I think, a few of us who were actually backing them to take this, and I feel vindicated by the performance, even if not the result. Mm-hmm. Tantrums always look like a good idea that's not quite working yet, and based on this, I'm confident that this is the year, as it was, I suppose, in China, really, where it's a good idea that is also working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of... I believe Aaron's background is he built robots but not combat robots before BattleBots. I, I believe is his cv i think and it's kind of come very clear that he, he's now learned how to make a combat robot very very good mm-hmm. you know it's he's come a long way in the last couple of years and i think this is just another example of tantrum just taking that next step forward yeah or, or, or the question of where do we go with valkyrie uh, and I don't know whether I mean, that was their first fight. <laughs> yeah, it did win. Um, but we had the same the same issue again, where the weapon dies partway through the fight, uh, and it's it, it's it's an it's an interesting problem that they they seem to have all this energy in this in this machine. It just can't handle itself. Uh, it handles other machines halfway decently. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can think back to the 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 first fight against against Hypershock last year. They should have <laughs> they really should have won technically because Hypershock was limping toward the end there. Um, it, 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 it's it's it's. I hope I, I hope they, they improve. Get, yeah, the thing, I think the thing with Valkyrie is they need to get the fights done fast, and they yes, Tantrum's solid nature. They just couldn't do. Yeah. They, that wasn't really an option this time. Valkyrie tends to lose fights that that tend to go longer, uh, yeah. and I, I guess that's an, a a side effect of having a robot that just is just full offense. Uh, so hey, you know, first fight. Or it's second fight, depending on when they film them, you know they'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll have something. We'll never know. Hope, yeah, they'll have they'll have more fights, and hopefully, whatever they whatever happened in this fight doesn't happen again. They maybe figure it out and and go forward, and best of luck. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see this, what happens with yeah. But it was nice to see tantrum work. <laughs> At sure least was. somewhat. It sure was. Uh, our penultimate fight sees the big deal against Atom Number Ninety Four, India's first 
foray into BattleBots, which is great to see. It's about about time that they got in on the act as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give the big deal enormous credit. They they got it right. They just they they went out there. It, it's it was quite clear that Atom was still very much in its you know teething problems. And you could see that Big Deal had ran before. Big Deal, I think, it fought earlier in 2020 at the Make was it Make Fair? Oh, the Make Fair Orlando, probably. Yeah, I, I seem to, I seem to remember them fighting. In a, in a live event and it was, yeah, they, it was they fought down here in 2019 late 2019 that was it, it was, uh it was, and they're, yeah. they're and of course their claim to fame is fighting the crusty grab and then smashing the wall and stopping heavyweight <laughs> fights for the rest of the day which because you know that that's what they wanted and that was a brand new it, it was a refreshed arena they were all proud of it and then oh <laughs> it's a shame unfortunately these things do happen uh as, as i said it, it was clear that one was a well-oiled team and they, they, you know, they had a lot of experience with their machine and it was, it was well grounded. Whereas Atom didn't really get a chance to, to show what it could do. It was spinning up, but it, it took a long time to do so. There was a bit of smoke pouring out. Yes. Um, sp- spinning up is a nice way to say it. It, it really, <laughs> it, it really never, it really never got any, any kind of momentum behind it. Honestly, even, uh, I don't know. I mean, it barely pushed a mini bot back. That's not the, most positive sign of no. weapon health. But it was literally so. spinning up. We can give yeah. it that. Yeah. It was. Um, and we actually, I think this is the first time, certainly since the reboot, that we've actually seen an unstick. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened. A filmed unstick. I've ne- like, what? <laughs> I'm fairly sure there was one earlier in the, in the episode between Sub-Zero and Jackpot with the way that it was cut. There, there was one in the previous episode with Shatter and, uh, yeah. and Ghost Raptor. So. Yeah, there's, there's, been, there's been a few. And the fact that they've actually shown one, which... Yep. Considering the tens and, um, dare say, dozens that have been before this, it's kind of surprising that they'd film this one and keep it in, but I suppose it makes sense. Didn't we have Quantum Blacksmith was actually acknowledged as an unstick situation? Yes, so it was last year. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I, I thought we were talking generally. I didn't catch this. I I can't remember. My apologies. No, you're good. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. um, Yeah, Victor, talk talk us through it. I mean, big deal. What do you... Are they the, a big deal? <laughs> they are probably the biggest deal there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, it's essentially the chassis for Morhawk. So it's a tested, uh, tried and true chassis. So they have a lot of experience with it. And uh, it's, it's cool to see a new control grappler bot. Hmm. And they just... They just uh, went out there and executed their strategy pretty well. And uh, those long... The long, uh, I guess, uh, forks, you can call them, uh, it worked really well against Adam number 94 and was able to lift them. And uh, I was waiting for a suplex, but I understood that they, they had have like two versions of their grappler, a higher powered version, a lower powered version, and there's a weight trade off. So they had the, the lower powered one. But they were able to lift Adam 94 and just slam him into the wall, which was really cool to see. And yeah, it was just unfortunate. The, the Indian robot couldn't get up to speed. And uh, and really show what they can do, but that's that's what's great about the fight night format. They'll come back. Yeah, this yeah. is when I miss like not having. Uh, I, I I go back to think like Robot Wars, where like Craig Charles would come out at the end and be like, "Oh, and the winner is this." Like this would be like one of his things where he'd be like, "Oh, uh, Adam number ninety four would like to be able to go back to the future because it's plutonium." Uh, <laughs> the winner is big deal. Uh, stuff like that, but like, yeah, I I think it. I I I think if I was Adam number ninety four, I, I I mean. 
I, I, knowing what they have now, this is the thing where like, how are you able to test these robots safely? You know, before you get into the arena, this is the first time they're really getting a chance to really give this thing an outing. So I, I, I imagine they'll go back and, and look, look at uh, what went wrong. And we, we, we uh, we're very happy to see that a lot of those belts on the front, that was a good design choice. We're like, Oh, we were like, that's a good idea to have redundant belts with, with how commonly those can break off and stuff like that. So we were excited to see, uh, how effective it was but yeah first first match uh first, first match problems happened so and it's interesting how well and stuck they were together uh it it looked like you should just be able to lift them out but i guess we can just remember that these things are <laughs> hulks and <laughs> so hard to move that uh unfortunately we had to have the the match shortened and there had to be a judge's decision but there can only be one winner unfortunately so Absolutely. Um, big deal to start off with its um, first win of the season, which is good for them. Our main event, Hypershock and Gruff. Um, I think two Florida teams, which is quite interesting. Uh, Steve, you're... Yes. You're One local. not far from my house. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Gruff, uh, Gruff lives very close to where I am. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Gruff, they start off quite slowly, I thought, considering... No, Hypershock, you know, we, we know the, the speed that they've got in terms of the, the way they can move around the arena. They've got such a presence when they drive. It's, it's very unique. The fact that they got a good couple of hits in early on against Gruff, I kind of thought, this is looking pretty good. And then the usual... I, I, I don't... I'm so hopeful that this is a, a one-time problem because obviously we know Will that is style of building machines on site it's, it's, it's just what he does at this point he's done it for forever <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's such a shame that it just didn't quite fit together properly this time or something because there was a good you know minute or so of the fight where i'm thinking hypershock's looking pretty good here it's, it's got it's got gruff over a couple of times gruff was looking a bit shaky had the you know the flames and what have you it was, it was put on a great show as it always does with those those flames hypershock just straight up died <laughs> yeah it got, it got smoked <laughs> yeah it was a uh, it was a tough thing to watch because <laughs> you go in and you, you're expecting to see hypershock of last season they did really well last season and they're they really really unfortunate to not make the top 16 i think that the the fight with huge was a that, that like the both of them deserved to make the top 16 last year they shouldn't have had to fight each other um at least not before reaching the bracket, but anyway. Um, and it, I was really excited to see Hypershock. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's my pick to win on the podcast, but I've also picked Witch Doctor off the podcast. So uh, <laughs> this this has only proved that I just can't I just can't decide between the and two. They, they are very similar. Um, I guess. Um, I, I I just want Will to do well. <laughs> he seems like too nice of a guy. Uh, and I know without Jevin here, I have to fill the void of, of Hypershock fandom because he is a big old Hypershock fan. Uh, and it's, it's, it was just a shame to see it lose the way it did. Uh, Gruff's a great robot. Uh, that, that, that is the brickiest of bricks. Um, and it's got a really strong lifter. And the fire, man. The flames. Oh, I want to see it. I, I, I really want to see it cook something this year. We're we really missing out on having a robot that can really cook another robot. The last time, complete control bombshell. That's the last time we really saw a, a fire weapon really do something effective. And I think the potential is there with Gruff. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Victor, you obviously would have seen 
some small portions of this, I'm, I'm sure. You know, what, what, what do you make of Gruff in this fight? They, they, their strategy was very clear. They, they wanted to grab him and cook him, and they certainly did that. Hypershock didn't really get the chance to get going after that initial good rally. What, what did you make of the fight? Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what happened. Gruff um, started off with a complete robot and <laughs> was able to <laughs> finish the match. Um, Hypershock, yeah, it's frustrating because Will, he never finishes robots in time. And uh, uh, like I've talked to him about it. Like, just make some, make some tweaks. Don't start over every year. That's, yeah. that's, that's, how, that's how you're going to learn more because – Every year, it's new drive motors, new speed controllers, new frames. It's just like, mm-hmm. come on, just just iterate on something that worked already. Yeah. Make that better. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot less time to, to get it done that way. Um, but yeah, they were having uh, they were using the 300 amp uh, trampo vests, and I think they were having some issues with that. Other teams have had. I, know, I was gonna say, I believe there was a a, ba- a faulty batch, wasn't there, of of vests that went out or, or something along those lines. I I remember. The very beginning, they're trying to get their, their drive working brush, uh, brush uh, sensor mode. Mm-hmm. And I think they couldn't get it to work. I think they, they fried one of their ESCs, so then they had to go sensorless for the fight. And as you can kind of tell, the drive was a little weird on Hypershot. It was a yeah. slow, wasn't it? it? It didn't seem like you saw last season when it box rushed Valkyrie, it was over the box in a second, whereas it just didn't have that same kind of yeah. punch, did it? Yeah. And you can kind of tell at the end of the match there. Uh, I think it was their weapon chains. Their weapon chains came off the rails, literally came off the sprockets, and mm-hmm. they didn't have tensioners completed <laughs> or idlers. <laughs> so it was like, oh man, come on, like, all these little details. Yeah. But got a ton of time and didn't. And sucks, but uh, paying the price for it. He says at the end of the fight that he ha- he says at the end of the fight that he has the mechanicals figured out. So I don't know <laughs> if that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> But maybe I don't know. Maybe one one day we'll get him on here. We can pick his brain about his I, I, robot because we love his robot and we yeah. just want to see it do well. That's, that's the thing. Like he always brings the show. He always brings oh, the big show. time. It just sometimes it doesn't. It ends up with him getting a beat down instead of him giving it. It's just one of those things, unfortunately. But as we've heard many times, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Uh, Ryan, mm. uh, anything to add to the main event? It was pretty much one and done, really. But. What, did you find anything interesting in there? Just a little bit of a damp squib of a main event. It seemed like Gruff maybe wasn't 100% as well. Maybe I've just sort of romanticised my memory of how well Gruff seems to handle, but in this fight, it seemed a little wonky. It seemed like it wasn't quite going where it was meant to. It just didn't quite seem up to how I remember it, but that might be me loving Gruff and remembering it being far more dominant and far more aggressive than it really was. Hmm. But as for Hypershot, it just seems like the highs are very high and the lows are very low for them as a robot and as a team. So you are at least hopeful that if you can have the lows like this, the highs will be higher for it. Yeah. They'll rebound. Yeah, of course. They do. They, they tend they to always, do. They always do. Yeah. Hypershot is one of those robots that if they can get it working 100%, It'll be one scary robot. They'll yeah, it's it, it 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 could threaten it could threaten the championship. Honestly, it could threaten the win the nut if it just worked. <laughs> if everything if the planets align and Hypershock is at, at full tilt, it is such a tease. Yeah, what could the be? funnest RC car to drive with a weapon on it, and it just <laughs> you just want it to go. <laughs> that does pretty much bring us to the end of the episode. I have to say, 
Victor, a massive thank you for your time. It's been very interesting talking, especially through, through this incredibly controversial fight. It was so interesting to get, obviously, your take because you were in it as well. It's, it's not often we get the chance to talk to someone in one of these big decisions, but it, it just you know, hearing your insight and having you know, a, good, a good chat with you about robots, it's been, it's been great to have yeah. you on, my friend. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. Great. Yeah. It's always fun talking robots. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. And Ryan, thank you very much for help, helping us out at very short notice as well this evening. Yeah. <laughs> Come so back. Good. If, there was, if there was any episode to drop into, I think it was probably this one. <laughs> <laughs> you say that until next week we have something else happen, which is going to be, <laughs> you know, hotly contested in, in the world of the internet. But that has brought us to the end. Thank you all very much for watching. Leave your comments. I'm sure you will do, but be respectful. Obviously, both teams have worked very hard. It, it's... and this is neither of their fault. It's not the judge's fault. It's just the way it is. Sometimes you get these very good fights that are just so close and it can go either way. And this time it's gone one way. Another week, it could have gone the other way. It's just the way it is sometimes. But with that said, I've been Sam Elliott 64. I've been Steve, the American killjoy. I've been Ryan Bratney. I'm Victor Soto from Rotator. Okay. And myself and Steve, at least, we'll see you next week, hopefully for more. But, well, maybe not next week because it's Christmas. So yeah, maybe there's a still bit... <laughs> contention about whether or not there'll be an episode shown. So yeah, we'll, we'll see you at some point whenever episode four comes out. But until then, have a good Christmas and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.